Cornucopia Radio presents The following show contains violent scenes, acts of a sexual nature and strong language throughout. It might also contain flashing imagery and small traces of nuts. It isn't suitable for children, pets, old people, pregnant mothers, gay people, straight people, bisexual people, white people, black people, people of any skin colour, people with skin, people without skin, and people called George. You are strongly advised not to listen to the following programme and to turn off your radio straight away. Unless you don't want to, in which case... Nah. The Cornucopia Radio Show Podcast, proving there's more to the internet than just pornography, skateboarding dogs, and Nigerian businessmen. Mm. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this, the 31st meeting of the Amalgamated Union of Scarf Makers, Hat Makers, Carrot Farmers, Twig Collectors, and Coal Miners. But first, I'm pleased to announce joining us for the first time, Miss Splatchy Brown, representing the Corncob Pipe Makers Society. I'm sure you'll all join me in welcoming her into our ever-expanding union. Now, if we can just get on to the first item on the agenda. Sorry, I still don't understand. Yes, Miss Splatchy, do you have a point to raise? Look, I appreciate that you've offered me this seat in your union, but I still don't understand what you all have in common. (laughs) Well, I'll admit it has been quiet these past 18 years, and some might have even forgotten why this union was formed in the first place. But still, we'll continue to meet here every year until we are called upon again. Oh, okay then. Now, on to the first item on our agenda. Sir, you better have a look at this. What is it, Jones? This better be good. We are in the middle of something here. This report just came in through the wire. You're going to want to see it. Give it here. (laughs) No, this can't be right. Eight to ten inches. Check it again. I've already checked it a hundred times, sir. Oh, my God. Do you know if the National Union of Gritters and Snow Shovel Makers have gotten hold of this same info? I don't think so, sir. Good. And that's the way I want it to stay, OK? Ladies and gentlemen, it looks like we have a new agenda. Some of you said this day would never come, but this report from the Met Office says otherwise. We're looking at ten inches of ground coverage across the UK. Ten inches? But they'd have to close the schools for something like that. Public transport will come to a crashing halt. So much unexpected bonus leisure time. They're bound to go into the back garden, and while they're there, they're sure to build a... Yes, that's exactly what they're going to do. OK, people, listen up. We're going to have to increase production of all our stock tenfold. Tom, I want every spare piece of coal in the UK on my desk by lunchtime. Those men are going to need eyes, goddammit. Johnson, how many carrots can you get me by the end of the day? If I pull a few strings downtown, then I can have 20,000 by the end of the day. No, 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 no. That's nowhere near enough. That'll barely cover the numbers in Kent. Uh, Maybe we can supplement the numbers with parsnips. Parsnips? Parsnips? Have you ever heard of a parsnip nose? What are you thinking of, man? Sorry, sorry, I just thought... My snowman's got no nose. How does he smell? How, sir? He doesn't. He has no nose. 
Okay, you, I'm going to need all the twigs you've got. Chop down Sherwood Forest if you need to. You, get me at least half a million hats. Top hats are best, but we'll get by with flat caps if need be. Now, you, talk to me about pipes and just give me the facts. Don't bore me with details. The Cornucopia Radio Show, also available on CFAX page 267. These were not your average contented cows. They were cows born for trouble. They were not cows who could stand by and let people just call them bossy. No, these were cows who could be just as happy chewing someone else's cud as their own. These were renegade cows. My first experience with the renegade cows began one day as I was admiring a particularly attractive cow at Johnson's weed farm. As I stood there watching her sultry body moving lithely through the rushes, I noticed several other cows staring at me through the weeds, giving me that look that only a cow can give. Later that night, I was at home thinking over the day's events, mainly about the rubber duck throwing contest and the parade that followed, but now I realise I should have been analysing the glare of those cows I'd seen earlier that day. The doorbell rang, I opened the door, glad to have a visitor, but then found myself face to face with three renegade cows. Even if I wanted to, I couldn't have seen their eyes behind the dark glasses. They just ambled in and wisely, I didn't try to stop them. All night long they just stood around my bed, looking at me, and I guess you could say I finally learned my lesson. Don't fool with renegade cows. Jonathan is totally made out of cardboard and is sadly unable to enjoy the rich life most of us take for granted. He is a 2D man living in a 3D world. Water is highly dangerous as severe wilting could occur. Open flames are an obvious danger and last time he went outside, a strong gust of wind blew him across three counties. However, there are still a few select benefits he can take advantage of. For example, he is able to travel much cheaper than most of us, as any trip only costs standard large letter postage. He has also forged himself a vital role at his workplace, mainly by wedging himself under the meeting room table with the rickety short leg. My name is Jonathan, and I am made out of cardboard. This is my story. It is a story of determination, of courage, of being folded seven or eight times at most. That's Freaks of Nature, the Cardboard Man. Eight o'clock tonight, only on Channel 5. Made a wish and now it's over Took the blame but who do you turn to when The feeling's not so intense It only hurts now and then The owner says I can't stay i
It's like drain cleaner for your head. Life. It's a funny thing, isn't it? One day you're going along minding your own business, then suddenly you have an accident, and life will never be the same again. Now you can say this is fate, an unavoidable event on the journey of my life, or you can turn round and say, I did not deserve this and pick up the phone. You need help. You need compensation. And we're here to help. Call Cornwallis Compensation free today. Talk to our operators. They'll review the seriousness of your injuries and determine the level of compensation needed to sate your thirst for vengeance. And we get results every time. Just listen to this selected group of previous satisfied customers. I was walking through the lobby at work. The cleaners had been mopping the floor and there was a wet patch of floor that wasn't clearly posted. I slipped, twisting my ankle very badly and I couldn't work for weeks. I called Cornwallis Insurance. They were great and really friendly on the phone. They went out, found the cleaner responsible and broke both his arms in 12 places. I was really pleased. I was driving down the road and I stopped to let some school kids use the crossing. The driver in the van behind me mustn't have been paying attention and crashed into the back of my car. I suffered severe whiplash and my car was a write-off. I didn't know what to do so I called Cornwallis Insurance. The driver was a self-employed plumber. Cornwallis Insurance ran his business into the ground, leaving him homeless, penniless and alone. And they even shot his dog. That'll teach him. I was being discriminated against at work by my boss. I called Cornwallis Insurance. They firebombed his house, killing his entire family, and framed him for the crime. Thank you, Cornwallis Insurance. Was that all right? 
Our team of specially trained specialists have a range of experience from beatings, psychological warfare to professional hired killings. And they won't stop until you've got the compensation you deserve. We're professional, discreet, and in no way will our actions be traceable back to you. 100% customer satisfaction guaranteed, or your next hit will be free. Call Cornwallis Compensation today. We screw the bastards who screwed you. It's as simple as that. Ah, for one, I'm going to know what to say when the ducks show up. I've made a list of phrases. And although I don't know which one to use yet, they're all good enough to use even if they show up tomorrow. Many people won't know what to say when the ducks show up, but I will. Maybe I'll say, oh, wonderful ducks. I practice these sayings every day. And even though the ducks haven't come yet, when they do, I'll know what to do. It was the Cornucopia Radio Show. In the kitchen, with the lead piping. Lord Carruthers, what's all this commotion about? Hello, Smythe. Oh, some type of emergency, I think. It seems we've run out of ice. Really? I thought my gin and tonic was a bit tepid this evening. Or was it run into ice? Yes, that's it. We've hit an iceberg. Never. Afraid so, it appears we're sinking, old boy. Oh, that rotten luck. Rather. Fancy a top-up? Thank you. Don't mind if I do. I must say, this is a very fine drop of scotch. Twelve-year-old extra special reserve. I have a chap in Edinburgh who gets it for me. Awfully nice. Yes, pity really. How do you mean? Well, I just ordered a dozen boxes at twenty guineas a case. Yes, that does seem a bit of a waste. So you really don't think we're going to make it? Doesn't look good. According to our steward, chappy, we've got less than two hours before it goes belly up. Speaking of which, how's your wife's stomach? I couldn't say. She drowned, I'm afraid. Oh, that's jolly inconvenient. Went overboard when we started to list. Shame. She would have loved all this excitement. Tell me about it. My wife's the same. Good God, man. She didn't drown as well, did she? Oh, no. She's gone to see the purser. Wanted to change her life jacket for a different colour. Reckoned it clashed with her evening gown. Quite. All in all, it hasn't been a bad voyage, this awful sinking business aside. Couldn't agree more. Young Kate, my daughter, has found the whole thing thrilling. First time afloat. You haven't seen her by any chance. No, why do you ask? It's just that she rushed off in a rather odd way. Said there was something she had to do with, with some young chap she's been chummy with. Something to do with them taking something elsewhere before we go under. Taking something elsewhere? She made some reference to having it away, if I heard her right. I can't pretend I understand half the things she goes on about these days. But in any case, I was somewhat distracted at the time. The wife had just spilled a nightcap down a negligee. The impact, you understand. She was in a terrible temper. It's been a funny old night overall, when you think about it. Wife drowns, ship sinks. And then there was no Montrachet 87 at dinner. I had to settle for a very middling 95. I must say I shall be very glad to get this whole day over with. You think that's unfortunate? Have a look at these. Uh, sorry, old boy, I can't see in this light. What are they? Return tickets. Oh, that is bad luck. 
there for the outside port cabin on the promenade deck. Such a shame. No, it hasn't been a very good night, with one thing and another. Do you know, I won five hundred pounds off Willie Lane wearing Palmer at Bridge this evening. What's wrong with that? Well, the cab paid me my cheque. Oh, well, worse things happen at sea, I guess. I say, what's that noise? That'll be the steerage passengers drowning, I expect. No, it sounded more like a band. I believe you're right. Yes, you are right. What is it they're playing? I think it's nearer my God to thee, isn't it? A bit mournful. I shouldn't want to try to dance to that. They might have chosen something a bit more festive for our last night at sea. Talking of sea, is it my imagination or is the water getting closer? I think you're right again. Perhaps we ought to move up the deck a bit. Good idea. A steward? A steward? Yes, sir. Uh, be a good chap and rearrange these deck chairs further up the ship, would you? It's getting a bit damp down here. Of course, sir. How long have we got, do you think? Oh, uh, about 40 minutes, sir, I'd say. Oh, well, good luck. Don't suppose I'll be seeing you again? Not in this life, sir. What? Oh, yes, that's very good. I must remember that. Well, good night, then. Good night, sir. Seems a pleasant type. It's a real shame that Mrs. Smythe couldn't be here with us, isn't it? Oh, I expect she'll bob up somewhere. She was always awfully buoyant. Fancy another top-up, dear boy. been studying the infinite monkey theorem for many years and I guess you could call me one of the leading experts in the field. I'm sure you're all aware of the theory. It states that a million monkeys hitting random keys will eventually take the greatest works of literature. <laughs> However, in a bold move, I've recently adapted this theory, basically keeping it the same, but making the groundbreaking decision that dressing them in silly hats will, if not help, at least make things a little bit funnier. <laughs> I have a particular fondness for dressing baboons in ten-gallon hats, gibbons in sombreros, chimpanzees in stovepipes, and bonobos in burlers. So far, the monkeys have pretty much typed complete garbage. Yes, I admit, occasionally they may have created a full Tom Clancy, maybe a Jeffrey Archer or even a partial Tam Brown, but frankly this is often less enjoyable than the random garbage, which, as I've also noted, often makes more sense. This is my story. That's Crazy Science, Monkeys in Mortarboards, 8 o'clock tonight, only on Channel 5, straight after CSI Rotherham. It's 
Cornucopia Radio Show. The last best hope for peace in the galaxy. Don't worry about it. We'll soon have you sorted out. Clear the way, please. We're professionals. What seems to be the trouble? His name's George Green, Doctor. It seems to have been an accident at home. Doesn't look like an accident to me. Thank you for your opinion, Nurse, but let's leave the diagnosis to the professionals, shall we? Is the policeman who found him still here? A PC Bob Kuno. While proceeding along my beat, I was alerted to the sounds of a disturbance. On arriving at the scene, I found the deceased lying on the ground. I don't think he's dead yet, Constable. So what happened? A neighbour saw what happened. This uh, chap was playing his radio at rather a high volume and one of the neighbours took exception to this and threatened that if he didn't turn it down, he'd come round and... uh, Bear with me while I consult my notes. Six eggs, pint of milk. No, it's not that one. Here it is. He'd come round and stick it where the sun don't shine. That's dreadful. You're telling me. Why don't they teach proper grammar in the schools these days? Where the sun doesn't shine. And that's just what he did. So... Here we have a patient with a radio inserted in him. How did he swallow it? I don't think you've quite got the right idea, Doctor. (laughs) We didn't know what to give him. We fought about the radio times. That wouldn't have helped. Was it a battery or mains-operated radio? Mains, I think. Does it matter? Of course it matters. If it's a battery one, we should still be able to hear it. If it's a mains job, we'll need to find a new cable to make it work. Why do we need to hear it? To locate it. Do we know precisely where the radio is? It's up him. Mm, I thought as much. We don't precisely know. I'll need a scanner. Prep the patient for a radiogram. Are you sure? Of course I'm sure. There's a radio in this man's colon, or even semicolon. We'll have to remove it, and at the same time, take out his ampersand. Are you sure you know what you're doing? Constable? I'll have you know, I've removed more hyphens than you've had hot dinners. In the meantime, let's try fitting him with a new cable. Hold him still while I try to connect it. No, it's not working. So much for plan A. Is it one of those new dab radios, I wonder? This is no place for fish puns. This man's very soul is at stake. I wonder if I can get a line on the tuner. I'm floundering here. If we get two of those heart starter watsies and give him some electricity, that might start the radio, and we can hear where it is. By Jove, you're a genius. Give me two of those heart starter watsits, and we'll give it a try. I've brought the radiogram. Right. I've got the heart starter watsit. We're switched on. Stand by with the paddles. Preparing to launch. Everyone stand clear. Charging. Uh, you do not have to say anything. That's the wrong sort of charging, and it's cautioning anyway. Uh, charging. Stand by with the telescope. Put both ends in your ears and listen for the signal. Not yet. Wait for the shock before you put the thingy on his body. Anything? No? I'll try again. Charging once more. Uh, The value of the Hubble constant is derived from the ratio of recession velocity to distance for galaxies beyond the local group. Oh, I'm sorry, I was reading the wrong side of the paper. Still, it's recycling for you. Charging. Stand clear. Anything that time? No? There's only one thing to do. Prepare him for theatre. 
Nurse, do my makeup. Open tabs, lower gauze, lights, action! We'll need to knock him out. Done. Uh, pass me a pen. I'll need to mark where I'm cutting. I'd say this is a nice pen. I could get used to this. First incision here, I think. You've spelt it wrong. Oops, so I have. I'll cross that out and try again. Still not right. It's near enough. Incision ends in I-O-N, not S-H-U-N. It'll do. I know what it's for. I've brought the radiogram. Fine. We'll have some music. Any requests? How about Mac the Knife? Very droll. I'll have you know I've never lost a patient. Uh, the night's still young. Uh, what's his blood pressure? 120 over 80. Hmm. Um, 80 goes into 120 once with 40 over. Uh, 40 over 80 is about half. One and a half. That'll do nicely. Um, I can't reach the radio with my finger, so it can't be a digital set. Are we giving him gas yet? We are. And have we checked for a donor card? Here it is. In the event of malfunction, my valves, transistors, capacitors and or resistors may be removed and used in other radios. Fine. Increase the gas pressure. Double it. Keep that mask over his face. He's ballooning. Now sit on him. Sit on him? That's right. Sit on him. Keep clear the rest of you. He's about to go off. Holy shit! No, it's a transistor radio. Surely you can tell the difference. This is the worst case I've ever seen. That's the trouble with you young nurses. You just don't appreciate quality, vintage Bakelite radios. Great Moments in the History of Retail, Part 36. What a day. Can I get a... a double brandy? Oh, and, uh, leave the bottle. Sounds like you've had a rough time, mate. You don't know the half of it. I've lost my business. It's... it's all gone. The bank has foreclosed on me. I've got nothing left. Nothing. Yeah, I know all about that. I know all about that far too well. Apparently, a shop, my shop, which does nothing but cut keys, isn't seen as being profitable anymore. It's a waste of resources. Apparently. Funny you should say that. The same thing happened to me today. That place was my life. My family has owned that shop for more than 200 years, until today, and the bank shut me down. Seems nobody wants shoe repairing anymore. There's simply no room in this world for an old, useless cobbler like me. I'm sorry, man. These, These things shouldn't happen to people like us. We deserve better. If only there was some way we could just work together. What did you say? I said if there was some way we could combine our talents, we could... That's it. Let's open up a shop together. A key cutter? 
and a shoe repairist working together. But what type of shop would we open? Isn't it obvious? You mean, yes, a sex shop. That is an amazing idea. Why has nobody ever thought of it before? You go get the butt plugs. I'll go get some double-ended dildos. That was Great Moments in the History of Retail, Part 36, The Sex Shop. When I woke up that morning, it didn't take me long to realise there were dogs in my nose. I could hear their muffled barks. I could feel their playful vibrations. It's not dangerous to have dogs in your nose. In fact, it's quite all right to leave them there for an hour or so. But in this case, because they got in there without permission, I decided to expel them immediately, coaxing them out with a piece of hamburger. The dogs popped out and landed on the floor. They shook their little floppy ears and bounded off. I was amused and thought about the prospect of some future wary traveller awakening to find they had dogs in their nose. Thank you all for gathering here today. I'd like to first of all review the evidence in case number 2078, that of the ill-fated cloth cap 070, which was en route from Robin Hood Airport to Leeds Bradford. To better understand the events leading up to the crash, I feel it's necessary to listen to the black box recording. What's that they're reading? It's the manual. Oh, eh? Uh? Yeah, it says here, for landing, line up Brazilian strip, but be careful to avoid foliage and mountainous peaks. Oh, what? Pop the flaps out and gently lower the undercarriage. Hold on. Brazilian strips, gently lowered undercarriage. Give me that, you chaff monkey. This isn't manual, it's blooming camera flipping sutra. Oh, I was wondering why all pilots had beards. Yeah, try this. Ah, thank you for purchasing Boeing 737. No, yeah, yes, bitch. Um, how to land a 737? Bah, it's harder than I thought. Aren't they supposed to have them fancy computers for this thing? Bah, I don't know how they get to be copyrights. The job centre said it were either this or lose me money. By the way, what's that big flat green ground thing coming up at us? Well, I got to fit of our stairs. It's the... Cornucopia Radio Show. It's like television, but for the ears. Okay, that's it. Podcast 19 is over. Collect your stuff. Go home. If you didn't understand it, well, you should have paid more attention.
For full details of all the writers and performers on this show, visit cornucopia-radio.co.uk. The music played on this podcast is fully licensed from magnatune.com. Unless specified in the credits or written material copyright, 2010 to Cornucopia Productions.